It takes forever. So that, that's something that I, I'm not understanding this, Steve, this new thing that they're doing with this going live on Facebook or through StreamYard. We were live for eight seconds Before the minute actually. it said we went live. <laughs> Let me just say one thing. <laughs> Can I say one thing before we start the show? Sure, go. go. Time to make the podcast. See, you thought it was Fuck off. <laughs> but I already made the podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. I forgot to switch everything over before the show, Steve. <gasps> switch it over to what? Well, everything has to go over to the Yeti. Oh. Remember? You know, remember, Steve? Because of the issues we had. Unless you're on a Mac and none of that works. I can't get anything to play through the yeah. Yeti or anywhere. So anyhow, let's uh let's start this little ditty. You're about to witness the strength of creep knowledge. Good evening. And welcome to the Fortean Slip. This is episode 162, Ghosts of the Tsunami. What? What? I can't hear a damn thing. I, I can't hear you, you dumbass. What'd you do? Why did my mic mute itself? I don't know. But I was saying, I, I'm looking over at my other screen right now. And never does anything you do on the 40 and slip like page show up. But because Dean Cooper, you know, watches us and he posts it on his timeline, <laughs> it shows up on my on my feed here. Yeah, the the uh, the ongoing, I guess you could say, Facebook shadow ban of the 40 and slip like page continues. I don't understand what happened. And and. And nothing anybody says to me is going to explain it. And I'm not like, I'm not sitting here like bitching and moaning and whining and pounding my fucking fists on the fucking floor or anything, you know, having a tantrum. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but it is frustrating to go from getting like thousands of likes on posts down to barely cracking a hundred now on posts daily. Like, I was getting thousands of likes on posts daily. Here's my biggest issue with that. And it's, it's as if Facebook, and I know this is true because we've seen it through the last couple of years, that they can direct your opinion just wherever they want it to go. Oh, yeah. So if they, don't, if they don't like a political candidate, for example... You know, they can put this little thing at the bottom and says, you know, this fact check. Well, actually, actually the, the, alg the algorithm not. tends to separate people. Um, but as far as what from what I've seen. Um, but they can, but they can I don't shut understand, anybody down. I don't understand why it is, uh, you know, a page like mine. I, I just don't know. I don't know if it has anything to do with the recent bans that I had because of the stuff on the page. I don't know. But it went, went right, it went right back up after that. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, fuck Dean Cooper. Glad to be of service. Looks like Dean Cooper's the only one in here. So. Well, not a lot of people talk anymore, Steve. We don't have Those a bastards. lively chat. You know? They should. But no, I, I you know, Twitter and Facebook and they really have the ability to drive the conversation and they can drive it. So if, you know, they can drive it whatever way they want it to go. And that, that scares me a little bit. That's a little, well, yeah. And, and I think that's a conversation that a lot of people are having now is <clears throat> what should be because Facebook and Twitter and all of these places made themselves like a place for speech, you know, and now all of a sudden they're banning speech. It's like I, I'm begin. I, I I get it, and I don't. It's like it's just. It should just let it go. Why? You know, why if should be, if they, it's going to be free speech? Let it be free speech. Right. Why should they fact check anything? I mean, I get. Yeah, there's a lot of fake news out there. I get it. You know, we probably are partly fake news ourselves. However. You know, some of those stories I read, I'm sure, aren't true. Oh, God. But 
chupacabras. When did it? When did it become that we have to be guided? You know, by a platform instead of being able to express whatever the hell we want. That's well. What here's the, here's the thing. You know, if someone is saying something that's stupid, people are either going to there's people that are going to follow along, sure. always. But people are either going to be intelligent enough to know the difference or better speech will come along and correct it. You know, it, it, I, I like it, the discourse. You know, I like the back and forth. I like the debate, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and pretty much they, they Dean's, and are, Dean's not wrong. They are they're a pub, now a public utility and need to be regulated. I, I tend to agree. I hate to see the government get their hands in this shit, but I tend to agree just because of the free speech issue. But, you know, it is. I don't, I mean, I I just have, now, and and this isn't a political statement at all, but any platform that has the ability to say, okay, we don't like this guy, so we're going to shut him down regarding the president or anybody in a position of power, that's, you know, that's not good. Well, I just question what the fuck's going on with my stupid ass page. Yeah. And, like, and I, but they I, have the ability to shadow ban you and not even tell you. Yeah, like there's nothing saying why or what the fuck's going on, but the the re, there's there's a reason those numbers dropped that dramatically. Yeah. And it's nothing just all willy-nilly about, you know, how things are going. No, I think a lot of it, it it might be the political climate that's going on right now, you know? And so we're a conspiracy theory type page. And, uh, yeah, it's not though. For the most part, that page is so? just bullshit, funny memes, dude. Yeah, I know. But, uh, maybe, you know, your title is 40 and, and that is considered. No, that's a, it's a valid point. It's a valid no, I don't know because of the whole election scandal, quote unquote, you know, they might think that we're going to talk about that, and they don't want that, so they shadow ban you. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. We don't know. That's the problem. Yeah. <clears throat> it's never clear, never, why they ban people. The, the, you can't ask. There's no one to ask. Like, that's the, the big thing that I can't stand about Facebook is there is no one to ask. You know, you, you spend your time, you build this thing, and then they take it right away from you for sometimes for like literal bullshit reasons. And then there's no one you can talk to about it. You cannot plead your case. They, mm-hmm. they give you a little box to say, why do you disagree with this? And then after you fill it out, they say, okay, well, you're still banned for 30 days. Or whatever, <laughs> the, fucking, whatever the fucking number is. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand why any of these platforms do anything they do, you know, so. Yeah, it, and like I said, uh, the 40 and slip page is just, a, it's a fucking stupid page. Like we do this, this show and I post, you know, funny ass pictures or what I think are funny ass pictures, some stupid stuff and, you know, memes. And I, and I post some artwork that I think is cool. You know, and maybe a lot you were growing too to fast. Like maybe you were growing too fast and I thought, well, maybe and they decided, Oh, no, 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 there's something wrong with this. Maybe he's spamming links somewhere or something, you know, and I can understand that sort of thing, but it's still not. I mean, no. send you a message. Hey, you know? no, there's, there's no, I don't see it because they anything that I do that even relates to spam, they nail. So I right, don't but do they might any think activities it's, that yeah, are like they might, they might think it's offsite spam or something is what I'm saying. Yeah, it could be. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Sarah and, and I want to say, Sarah, I agree with you, and it is regulating so, freedom of so speech. Fucking I fucking agree, it's regulating freedom they, of speech. They are a private entity at this point. They haven't been considered anything other than a private entity, but they are such a big private entity. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Google, even uh, that they have the ability to do things that probably aren't morally correct, and that bothers me. And I think that there will be some regulation coming down the line. I, I know the Trump administration wanted to regulate some of it. I don't know if the new administration will. It's hard to yeah. say. But because, you know, most of it went their way, you know, so why would you? But 
I think eventually it will be regulated. Amazon is going to get regulated. A it, lot of things it, are going to get regulated. It definitely needs to be. Uh, in my I hate opinion. government intervention in anything. Trust me. Yeah, but work. it's it, but it's a free speech issue, right? And when you become that big of a platform, yeah, it's no longer. You know, it, it would be just like walking out your front door. You're allowed to say whatever you want on the sidewalk out there. So it's it's your sidewalk. It's your way to you yeah. know, see other yeah, people. But see, yeah, but dude, I mean, going out to – this isn't going out to the sidewalk. Facebook – You know what I'm saying. Facebook, yeah, but uh, that, that's this is why they need – it needs to be regulated. Because you go out to your sidewalk or a stump or whatever, and people just come around. Facebook and Twitter – and even YouTube is a place for you to stand on that stump with a megaphone that reaches the other side of the fucking planet. Right. So and love them or hate them. Somebody like Alex Jones should have a platform. Absolutely. Because, and, and they, I, I was watching, what was it? Tim pool. I think the guy's name is, and he had Alex Jones on the other night on YouTube live. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even 24 hours. That show was pulled just because Alex Jones was on it. He didn't say anything controversial, you know, I watched yep. the entire show. It was more of a discussion about the elections and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he, he can't even be on the platform. Period. He was on. Like he was on Rogan on YouTube recently. I'm pretty sure that's still up. So why did they pull him off this other show? I mean that. I don't know. It, that I, I, that I don't. That I can't answer. Alex Jones. Don't get me wrong. I'm not a big fan. I've never really followed his stuff. He's a little too far gone for me, but. <clears throat> Some of his shit comes true, though. That's the that's a scary. Well, the the thing that's very interesting about Alex Jones is that he he is wrong some of the time, right? But he's right a lot of the time, right? He just he's a little crazy about the way he goes about it. But but the way he relays it tends to ruin it. He's, well, it puts he's, it in the realm of the conspiracy theory. Yeah, he, it, it yeah. puts him in the realm of conspiracy theorists. Yeah, it, 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 it's not... Yes, Alex Jones is over the fucking top. But... But he kind right of has to be. He has to be over the top to get his point across. That's just, I mean, there's a fine line there. If he's just a regular dude on the internet, nobody's going to listen to him. You know, yeah, or he'll have yeah. a following, but not like he does. Do you go to Bohemian Grove? <laughs> I statue. I'd hate to see some of the things he talks about actually be true, but he could well, be right. I don't know. He, he was talking about that Bohemian Grove shit a long time mm-hmm. ago, and that stuff exists. Like he got in there. I mean, it's fucking cr- that stuff's crazy. When you start thinking about that stuff, that the, the people that are in charge are all going to these crazy ass fucking. There's some weird shit going on, Steve. Yep. And you know he love him or hate him, Alex Jones reported on that. You know, but like I said before, he fucks up some, but he gets well, a lot right. Does. Everybody does. Yeah. He's he's a, he's being honest when he does it. He, he, he truly believes what he's saying for sure. Uh, maybe, maybe, oh, there's yeah. a little, maybe there's a little, you know, spicing it up in there. But he, I've read the report, Steve. <laughs> so, you know, whether I agree with the guy or not, you know, doesn't matter. He should have a platform. And yeah, I guess, you absolutely. know, YouTube has the ability to remove whoever they want for whatever reason they want. But there's a shit ton more YouTubers that should be removed way before Alex Jones. Oh, there's hell YouTube. yeah. There's people who are grooming young girls on YouTube, all sorts of things, openly. And you know what? It, they get to continue. There's There's yeah. been complaints about it. They still get to continue. Lawsuits, and they still get to continue. Alex Jones, not <laughs> Now, Alex, got to go. Got to go, buddy. Yeah. It has to be. If you're going to ban people, you got to ban people. You can't just pick and choose like that. Well, yeah, just because and, you don't agree with their statements. And and like to get back to it though, it, it, it I do think that to some degree they're a public utility at this point. Yeah. 
um, and freedom of speech applies. And, you know, listen, people, there's going to be some shit you don't want to hear, you know, in the world when it comes to stuff like that. There's even going to be some false shit. Yeah. There's going to be some true shit. Yeah. You know, we need to be able to make our own decision about shit without somebody force feeding us a a fact that they want us to believe or a, a narrative. Yeah. Yeah, because you start going down those roads, and it, when you start getting force-fed a narrative, you're looking at, you know, Animal Farm. You're looking at fucking 1984. Yeah, no, it may be that they think, you know, right at this point, what they're doing is not so bad. You know, listen, we're we're just trying to put the facts out there. But how easy is it for that to go downhill, you know? The old political term, slippery slope. I mean, that is a right. slippery slope. and it And I can see it happening easily. Oh yeah, and, and yeah. in fact, it does. You know? Yeah. So, I, uh, so I don't know what's going on with the uh, with the like page. Um, it was they're silencing you. I know. I don't. I don't get it. I you know. And the other day, I was like, I was sitting here and I'm getting pissy about it, and I'm like, ah, fuck this shit. But did, you share, I, did you share a Trump meme? Is that what happened? I don't know what the fuck I did. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I don't. No, I said Trump will probably get shut down. <laughs> fucking no. Um, <laughs> the the ones that I posted a, uh, I I don't even want to say the one that I posted that got me banned. That's because I'm afraid that if I say it, it'll get me banned. Yeah. You know, that's the type of shit. It's like God. It could uh, be, you know, once we started the live podcast, it's when your numbers started going down. Maybe it's the podcast. No, the, actually, things went, were going up. Okay. Yeah. And it was just all of a sudden. It was right after Halloween. Right after Halloween, the fucking faucet shut off. I don't know what the fuck happened, but everything just went down. And... You know, now it's down to I was I was getting upwards of over it was usually between like 150 to 200 and something new likes a day on the page, and right. now it's down to like seven a day. Yeah, I'm gonna guess for real though. It's just an algorithm issue. Yeah, but I don't know what causes the algorithm to that's why one that's page why or I, I or whatever. That's why I had to sit here the other day and just like kind of tell myself like just fucking just keep posting you fucking shit just keep going keep doing your thing it'll come back into it it should but, it, if it's just an algorithm thing i think eventually it'll uh it'll correct itself yeah it'll snap out of it but, but yeah so it's been a it's been a fun time dealing with that stuff so uh dean cooper i was amazed at the huge numbers of likes your memes gotten so fast you do so many i can't keep up yeah i the the amounts that i the the likes on the the posts were incredible the shares they were getting it was insane and now it's just nothing you go look at that page it looks like a ghost town in comparison to what it was just like a a little over it was like a ledge just dropped the fuck right off. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't have a gradual slope. It just fucking. That was not not fun to to witness for me. <laughs> See, that's well, why I'm not, so I don't you... I don't pay attention to numbers. I, I just keep doing what I do, and I don't pay attention <laughs> how you know, like watchers on eBay or any of that bullshit. I don't pay attention to any of it. I don't even yeah. look at my my statements, you know, how much are they charging me or any of that, because I don't want to know. I just want to keep plugging away. And because if I knew, you know, all the facts, I would stop doing it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, I mean, you and I had a discussion about eBay this week and, and things like that. You are a numbers guy. You need to know what's going on. I am not a numbers time. guy. I all do not want to, I don't even want to know what's going on. Well, because to me, it needs to, It it's not, Okay, so it doesn't have to be insanely worth it for me. I just need to know that the profit is there. Oh, it doesn't have and to when be insanely I look at, worth it either for me. But when I look at those numbers and I see that I could be getting fucked, you know, that's when it starts raising up red flags. But like I said to you, I don't think that's the case. No, I, I think you were right. looked at the numbers. Right. So, you know, 
I'm in a different position than you are too. You have a, a lot smaller amount of sales a week than I do. Yeah. So, you know, the numbers mean a lot more to you. Perhaps when I, when I was smaller, I looked at them a little bit more. I did. Nowadays, yeah. I don't want to know. I just want to keep selling and keep making money and keep going. Well, I think it was for me, if it was I spend more too much time on the numbers than I won't spend enough time on work. It was more because of the change, the the way that they changed their payouts. But this is all boring shit, Steve. All right. So what's not boring? The news, Steve. The news. Yeah. Do you have some news? Yes. Wait. Our wonderful producer, Katie, found this one for me. This is a Yahoo.com story. Belgian scientists name a mantis after Attenborough. It's about frickin' time he got his own mantis. Nah. Uh. <laughs> Belgian scientists named a new, new uh, very large and robust Vietnamese subspecies of pragmatic. He didn't even get the whole species. He only got a subspecies. <laughs> Uh, after British television naturalist David Attenborough. Mm. David Attenborough was one of my favorites. I enjoyed watching that dude. Uh, according to the Royal Belgian Society of Entomology. I think his name is Stingray after Steve Irwin. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> that was inappropriate. Too soon, Chris. A recent <laughs> expedition to the Annamite Mountains in central Vietnam uncovered a, mant- a mantis now known as to Tantodula Attenbrogi. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The Belgian Journal of Entomology describes the 94-year-old Attenberg as one of the world's most beloved naturalists. It uh, describes a newfound, or the newfound insect as a very large and robust praying mantis. It has a mm-hmm. triangular head, antennae, philo, uh, antennae, I don't know, something. Long but robust with smooth dorsal surface. Sounds exciting. Nah. I want a mantis named after me. That's not fair. Uh, oh, uh, here's one I found. This is from the you, UPI. You can have one if you go, if you're a praying mantis, you can go fuck another mantis and then she'll fucking eat you and have babies that are named after you. Well, there you go. That's that's the way to do it. <sighs> this story is from the UPI. Robot wolves protecting Ooh. Japanese town from bears. A Japanese town. A, a Japanese town is protecting itself from wandering bears with a pair of unusual guardians. Motion detecting robot wolves. Officials in Takikawa. Takikawa. Yeah, that's it. Mm, On the yeah. island of Hokkaido, yeah. I think. Said concerned about an increase of bear incursions into residential neighborhoods this year led to their purchasing two monster wolves, robotic guard canines created by machinery from Ohio Siki in partnership with a local university. The monster wolves, which are made of metal and covered in fake fur to make them appear to be real to other animals, are outfitted, yeah, are outfitted with motion detectors that cause them to activate. The wolves then flash red lights in their eyes because, you know, real wolves do that, move their heads back and forth and emit a series of howling and screeching noises. Uh, we want to let the bears know human settlements aren't where you live and help in the coexistence of bears and people. Yuji Ota, head of Ota Siki, told Japanese newspaper, the man Nichi. Ah. That's a cool story. Yeah. I want a robot. Robot wolves. I thought hey. you were going to say like something like uh, out of fucking Black Mirror or something. All right. I know you probably don't want me to do this story, but uh, there is 100% proof that voter fraud exists. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Evidence of election rigging has rolled Royal Royal New Zealand's Bird of the Year competition (laughs) after a case of ballot box stuffing has threatened to derail avian democracy. Suspicions began when... Yeah. Yeah. Not where you thought I was going with that one, huh? No. <laughs> you cocksucker. Suspicions began when organizers received more than 1,500 votes sent from the same email address early Monday. Each vote was in favor of the little spotted kiwi. 
according to a statement from For, uh, Forest and Bird, a, a conservation organization that runs the election. This is an amazing bird. It deserves all the support. But unfortunately, these votes had to be disallowed. And they have been taken out of the competition. Oh, Sons of bitches. Those poor New Zealanders. Election. Election rigging. That was from NPR, by the way. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. That's that is the news. I'm so fucking glad you brought it to us. <laughs> So, uh, have you seen the uh, new grouping, or what do they call them? What do they call them now? Chapters, or whatever the fuck they are on Unsolved Mysteries on Netflix. Steve, have you seen the new ones? No, no, no. no. So, <clears throat> I went through them a, a while back, and uh, I don't know if we had talked about it on the show. If we did this, if we did this one off air, so. Uh, but I had. Uh, gone through the new season and I caught most of the episode with the, that was in Japan where they had the tsunami and people were seeing ghosts afterwards. And I was pretty enthralled by it, uh, by some of the stories <clears throat> that came across in that episode. So that's why we had decided to go ahead with tonight, Steve, to talk about these Mysterious encounters. <clears throat> so we have tsunami ghosts. A tsunami ghosts. Are they people ghosts or are they water ghosts? I guess they're people ghosts. ghosts. Oh, people ghosts. Okay. I guess they're people ghosts. Uh, I, don't I don't know if water elementals are a thing in Japan. Well, so. if they're a thing. They're a thing everywhere. Well, I don't know. I can't weigh in on that. So, All right. um, but. Uh, so on March 11th, 2011, a devastating 9.1 magnitude earthquake hit Eastern Asia, shaking the earth for a full six minutes and subsequently creating a massive tsunami. Its effects were felt in many coastal countries, but none worse than northern Japan's Tohoku, I think. Mm -hmm. Am I good there, Steve? Yeah. See how hard it is yeah. to pronounce yeah. these names? Yeah. 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 Region where the wave height reached over a hundred feet, the damage was estimated at three hundred and sixty billion, and over fifteen thousand people were confirmed dead. But if you add in the missing people who were never found, it's closer to twenty thousand people. Um, with such a great disaster causing so many deaths, the pain and anguish is echoed through the through the survivors who are still to this day trying to rebuild their beloved homes and the communities they love. Now, if you haven't seen the vi there's video of that tsunami. Oh yeah, I've seen it yeah. coming through. It is fucking insane. It is. It's a wall of water that just pushes in. I mean, and then it sucks no everything back it. out. Right. And then it pushes in again. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's scary shit is what it is. Um so if you if you haven't if if you haven't seen it you should check it out just to see the, I mean, that's an awesome force of nature uh, that should be very well respected. Um, and Japan's culture is extremely spiritually based and even superstitious, especially in the Tohoku region. I'm, I'm sure I'm getting that one right. You know, Steve. Close enough. I, th I think so. That was hit the our, hardest. Our Japanese viewers will let us know. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Um okay. <laughs> all, all zero of them. Um, and immediately following the tsunami, the strange phenomenon of encountering ghosts of victims of the disaster became commonplace. Uh, some people from there have even referred to it as a pandemic of sorts. Oh, ooh. boy, they just love throwing that word around nowadays, ooh. don't they? Ooh. That's your producer you're talking about, Steve. Uh, and it wasn't just the grieving people who had lost their loved ones. Even people who did not suffer personal loss because of the tsunami were also encountering these spirits. Uh, it was common for locals there to exchange these stories, knowing it was the lost spirits of those lives lost. They believe they are stuck between life and death and whatever comes after. Uh, the stories you can find from the locals there vary greatly. 
some are obviously sad, while others seem to offer some sense of peace. One touching example is of a woman who claims to have always been spiritually sensitive. She was driving late one night when a group of young men stopped her car in the road. They said they were lost and trying to get back home. But this woman knew they were not among the living anymore. They were ghosts of tsunami victims. She asked them if they remembered the tsunami happening. And they all said that, yes, they did. And they've been unable to get back to their families ever since. She decided to tell them that they were actually dead while it was hard for her to do this. (laughs) You fucking. (laughs) What the fuck? Who don't believe in they're alive? Jeez. God. (laughs) You you horrid bag. (laughs) Yo, dude. (laughs) You're fucking done. While it was hard for her to do this, she knew that they needed to know this so that they could move on. Yeah, move the fuck on. She's fucking, she's there turning on the fucking Oscar. Get to Walmart. The Oscar, the she's sitting there turning on the Oscar speech music like, dude, <laughs> wrap it up. I'm late for my hair appointment. <laughs> Stop stopping me in the fucking road. You're dead. Get the fuck out. Uh, other people tell more typical supernatural stories that are not necessarily unique to the tsunami. Uh, a woman who lost her young child was haunted by that child's toys. Fucking child's play. <laughs> uh, they would sound off making noises dis- despite not having batteries in them anymore. Ooh. Uh, but she did not see this as haunting. She found comfort in it and thought that that was her child letting her know he was always with her. <clears throat> There was another story of an old woman in Onagawa who would regularly sit down for a cup of tea at a refugee home. Uh, the cushion that would be left out for her was purportedly soaked in seawater every time her visits were over. Some stories are as simple as people seeing the eyes of their loved ones in puddles they walked by, while other stories involve full-on possession by ghosts who are trying to find their families. Or that woman just came in, sat on that cushion, and took a piss. <laughs> That's not seawater. Yuka Kodo was a graduate student who went to Ishinomaki. Yeah, I'm sure I got that right. Uh, One of the hardest hit cities in 2016 to explore and research these cases of spirits or ghost encounters. He ended up focusing on the taxi drivers there because they had an actual paper trail of evidence for their encounters. There are so many stories, and they are all so similar. This is the one in the uh, Unsolved Mystery uh, Mysteries episode that really got me, the story about the taxi cab drivers. Um, a cab driver would pick up a customer, start the meter, and begin driving to their requested location, which would usually be one of the devastated areas that had not yet been rebuilt. But when they would arrive and turn to collect their fare, the passenger would be gone, having disappeared despite never opening the door to leave. Since the meter had been running for the trip, the drivers would be stuck with the costs and forced to pay the fares themselves. But this wasn't the spooky thing for these drivers. Many of them had lost their own family members in the tsunami, and they saw these encounters as opportunities to help these lost souls. Even if it wasn't the ghost of their own family, they felt it was only right to welcome them with open arms and allow them to take these free rides. And they all just paid for it out of their own pockets and never fucking said anything to anyone. Like, maybe I mean, eventually it came out, but because people did some digging. that, that, these, that These aren't, you know, like your typical spirits and ghosts you'd see through them or whatever, you know. Right. Stuck between one world. These are full body ghost people that get into cars and take rides. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, Not all of these ghost stories just come from after the disaster, though. There is a more fascinating phenomenon from the disaster itself. Since the tsunami happened in 2011, modern technology allowed many people to take video footage of the horror as it happened. Upon viewing the thousands, excuse me, of videos, a pattern emerged. As you view the waves wiping out cities and villages, you can see strange white mists rising from the water. They wisp up in patterns that are not natural to the water flow around them. 
I was suspicious of the first one I saw. Is, is this you talking as yourself, Katie? Yeah, I did that for the first time because it was a real <laughs> thing that happened for me. So, <laughs> uh, th these miss uh, wait a minute, but uh, as I, as I watched more and more, it became quite became quite eerie. These myths were also similar despite being from different people in different areas. Most were in videos from people taking shelter atop buildings, but some were from news sites using drones and helicopters. This white mist would uh, whip upwards quickly, not like the waves around them, and then eventually dissipate. It's hard to describe until you've seen it for yourself. Many believe this mist is actually the spirits of the souls lost in the water beneath. I I want to say I've seen something of that. Yeah, there's one video. Ago. There was one video in particular that has like three examples of it in like an eight minute video. And when you look it up, you see that one the most. But if you really sort mm -hmm. through them and start looking for it, there's a lot of examples of it. And it it's really bizarre, super bizarre. I wonder if there's any like scientific explanation for the phenomenon of it. I that, really, that would be my that would be my first my first guess. step. I was not able to really find anybody actually talking about it. I didn't get that deep, but right, I right. did see a lot of them. So I mean that could be. I I could probably maybe find some Reddit streams on it or something, but yeah, because my first step on that one would be, is there anything that's, like, any phenomenon scientific that we know about that happens right. that is, is related to tsunamis that would cause this effect? And that is very possible, to, for sure. Right, before, before I go to, these this are the spirits of the dead. But, yeah, but it is very the, interesting. It's probably the first tsunami that was caught on probably high-definition camera anywhere. Oh, know, yeah. One of the first. So what... What do we know about them? It might be a good thing to study from now on. Well, and it makes oh, yeah. you think of what's under the water. Like, is there a like an exhaust pipe that's like forcing, you know, forcing air upwards out of the rushing water? And since you know, it could be something scientific like that. Yeah, it's it's possible, but it, it, you know, it, it it again, it's interesting. Yes, you know, albeit whatever it is, it's interesting. Especially the one aerial video that I watched that was like from a helicopter or something. Mm -hmm. It was that one was more like almost like somebody was on a motorcycle or something, but it looked like just this white swoosh that was going super fast away from the water. I don't know. It was mm -hmm. really weird. Yeah, I, I, I had a chance one point to buy a really nice drone. I kind of, at one point I wish I, I kind of did. Just to have to like, you you're know, in a good location for drone footage. I mean, the yeah. ocean yeah. and all that, especially stuff. right here. But like, I, there was one year, one of the places I was working, I got like an, ins I got a uh, huge gift card to uh, Cabela's, and I couldn't stand Cabela's. Um, but one of the things I took my kids in with me, we were looking around. They had drones, and they were on sale, and they had a really nice one that I could have picked up. And I kept looking at my son, and I was like, should we? Should we? <laughs> I've wanted one, but I just don't think I'd use it enough to, to justify the cost. That's why I've never gotten one. Uh, Katie, can you put a link to one of those videos here? Dean's asking. I'm not on Facebook anymore to be able to do that. But if you, uh, use, yeah. if you uh, actually, YouTube you, you, Tsunami you Spirits... You can. You just have to go. You, or you you can't post comments in the chat. No, I'm no from here on Streamyard. Not from Streamyard. No. no. Oh, only, only I can. can. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You fuck, Dean. But yeah. if you just Google um, "tsunami ghost white mist," it'll yeah. definitely come up. <clears throat> yeah. Just you just gotta be a little you know finagle that stuff, Dean Cooper. You gotta know how to use YouTube. You gotta know Dude, how to I search. Dean was some sort of. Genius. He, I, thought I thought he, he was a fucking show. guru or some shit. Yeah, he's I know. Not. I he's thought he'd come in with colors. an explanation. Yeah. He's showing I his thought, true colors now. I thought he was going to start some like wild, wild country thing. Have friggin' all kinds of people start their own town. He's weird like that, right? Yep. Yeah. I thought so. He's going to friggin' dress in robes, walk around. Everybody's going to kind of like worship him. <laughs> mm. Are we keeping you up, Steve? 
<laughs> a little bit, no. yeah. Ghost stories too much? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll finish this up, Steve. So uh, to wrap this up, uh, psychology points to PTSD for these phenomena. It's a kind of group hysteria that is not uncommon to follow such a horrific tragedy. But the Japanese certainly do not accept that theory. While American culture views paranormal activity as a scary and spooky phenomenon, the ghosts of this specific tragedy have a different tone for the Japanese. They do not see these spirits as a fright. They see it as a comfort. It is the souls of their loved ones, reminding them of the love they shared. The only scary thing about it for them is that it means their loved ones are lost and unable to pass over into the afterlife. They find peace for their own life here on Earth, but hope that they can find their way into whatever comes next for them in death. And the the Japanese do look at uh, death a lot different than we do. That is sure. that that's fact. They 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 don't see it in the same way that we do. <clears throat> don't that's they cremate more people? Yeah, that was actually another heartache of the tsunami is that they were forced yeah, they to couldn't. bury a lot of the dead, and they hated that. They wanted to have them cremated, but there was yeah. power outages. They didn't have oh, power to was, run the crematorium. I thinking, so I was thinking maybe they were too waterlogged. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. oh God, Steve! Oh my God! <laughs> Couldn't start. I'm an asshole. I can't even believe I thought that what way. The fuck? <laughs> I didn't know what she meant until she said power outage. And then... uh, they're too wet. <laughs> we can't burn them. <sighs> no, no. See them ones that are bloated? They've they've got too much water. <laughs> Sometimes shit comes out of my mouth that maybe maybe Facebook's right. Maybe I should be censored. Uh, uh, well, fuck if it's you, then fucking get off so my page can go. Could be me, you know. Oh God. Yeah, but when I uh when I went through this the new season, I guess you could call it. I don't know what they are because they're like. They're not coming out in like seasons. They're little uh, like six episode snippets. Um, and I uh, watched this, the one about the the tsunami with the Japanese ghost. I was I was pretty enthralled with it, um, and that's why I wanted to go over it because the 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 story of the taxi cab driver is like really yeah, just that, you know that's the only one that gets me because you know. All the other things can pretty much be, yeah, you right. want to see it really bad. They're spiritual people. But people actually getting into your car and you giving them a ride, that's a little bit. Well, not only that, <clears throat> not only that, Steve, but these were all different kinds of taxi drivers. Right. Doing the same thing and paying for the fares themselves. You know, because, I mean, they got there and then they were like, oh, shit. You know, so they kind of had to. Oh, Katie says they're calling them volumes. Volume one. Volume two. Yeah, so it's it's uh it, if you haven't checked out the uh the new Unsolved Mystery series on uh Netflix, I, I like it. A lot of people are bitching about it, saying that they don't in it doesn't have Robert Stack, it's not the same. Yeah, he's he's kinda of dead, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> fucking what are they gonna do? Fucking resurrect him weekend yeah. at Bernie style or he, some he shit. A tsunami ghost. I'm not a necromancer, you fuck. I mean, I enjoy it. I like the way they put them together. I like the way they play out. I mean, I'm a big true crime person anyway. So that's perfect for me to watch those fucking things. Yeah, I think, you know, the people who complain about this, if it didn't have the term unsolved mysteries in front of it, would enjoy the shows. You know, yeah, it's if they're they expecting it something. something. Yeah, they're expecting something that they're not going to get. But I like how they, they kind of use the old music, but they changed it up. You know, that I enjoyed. Um, but it's it, they're fun. I mean, fuck. Enjoy some shit. Uh, I watched. I, if you like death and destruction, yeah. I, I I actually watched a Phil Pauling breakdown the other day, Steve. Oh, are you on terms again, or? I I mean, I'm not. You know, I didn't reach out or anything like that. All right. Well, how was the breakdown? 
I, good, I guess. I, I I didn't know he was still doing them. Yeah. 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 I guess it might have been a Bigfoot, but didn't look like it. And it probably wasn't, but it, it might have been. like a guy with a gun slung over his shoulder, maybe. But it could have been a big, Bigfoot. But it might have been a Bigfoot. It have you seen that foot. one, Katie? Yes, I saw it. It was not a Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, but whoever exactly. it was was definitely a moron for not wearing orange during hunting season. Just oh, yeah. Saying that. <laughs> yeah, whatever they're wearing is very dark. Yeah, not smart. But it was yeah. clearly a dude. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know, I'm, I'm a Bigfoot. I always used to love like when I when we were kids when we would be like in the yard and my my uncles and my fucking father would be like, "You guys need to have orange on. You're outside." It's like I used to sit there even when I was a kid and look at them, and I wouldn't say it or whatnot. I'd be like, if somebody shoots me in the fucking dooryard, <laughs> they're a dumbass. <laughs> well, yeah, they're just trying to protect you. That's all. I. I know, but the but I lived I lived out in the country when I was a kid, and you know my grandparents set me out with you know brown on. My pro- my my pro- my problem with it is this: the fact that people have to wear orange during hunting season. Yeah, right. it's because there are and, so many fucking ignorant people that don't make sure what they're shooting sometimes. at. Yeah, they still get shot. <laughs> yeah, there's shooting. There's there's at least one or two deaths a year. In this area, which is big Listen, for hunting, I don't, I don't give a fuck where you grew up. Everybody has known someone who every hunting season went out and got fucking shit faced no. in the woods drinking. Yeah, I don't know anybody and personally, hunting. but I do know people who. I don't know anybody who's been shot. I'm sure I know people who got shit faced. No, I, I didn't know anybody who was shot, but I knew people that went out and drank and hunted. But it never does fail every year. Some. Stupid. I, there was a story a couple of years ago about a dad who shot his son, and they were adults, mm-hmm. both of them. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't know where he was? He was, but he was wearing orange. You know? There was a Maybe. story this year of a son who accidentally shot his dad, like a young, like a six year old or something. Like, why did you give uh. the six year old the gun? <laughs> okay. I'm going to throw my, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw my father <laughs> under the bus right now. When I was six years old, he strapped a twenty-two on my side and took me out in the woods with him. I don't think that's bad if he's with you. Right. You don't yeah. set the kid over here and say, okay, shoot the first thing that yeah, moves. No. no, he didn't do that. He was with me every step of the way. I, you know, I, I was and, with him. And, and you probably grew up with a healthy respect for guns. And I, well, I've always had that. But I, right. I'm not, here's the thing. I'm not a gun person. I don't. Neither am I. I don't need to have a gun. I don't like necessarily like guns um i don't mind them yeah but uh one thing that growing up with people who were so overzealous about guns made me not overzealous about guns i I think i'm the same i just i had to reload for my stepdad and all that yeah run the reloader equipment and like like, this isn't fun (laughs) You know, none of this is fun. I well, don't like shooting animals. I like eating I, them. I, I was never. Like I was them. never the. I was never the type of uh, guy that my uh, my my father and the, the, those people were, or uh, even uh, even a lot of the kids in my area. You know, I ne- like. I would always see kids like uh, young uh, guys looking at their hoods of cars and stuff, and I'd just be like, "Why?" The fuck? They all look pretty much the same to me. <laughs> no, I wish I would have learned a little bit more about working on cars. I know a little bit, but I learned enough to get by. Yeah, sure, I know enough to get by, but I would have liked to have learned that. That would have been a good, good thing to learn. However, change oil, change spark plugs, yeah, air filter, change really, a battery, yeah. change a tires. There ain't much more. You know, change headlights, shit like that. I can do I all can that. Take, I can take that entire beetle apart, put it back together. But when it comes to my Kia, I have no clue what I'm doing. Oh, that's so, totally different. It's a totally different car. So something like that, I enjoy the fact that I know it. But on my Kia, I know how to put oil in it. You know, that's about it. <laughs> that's as far as you go. Yeah, and gas. So because you yeah. know, it's 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 not something that I enjoy, and I yeah. didn't. But I I would have liked to have learned a little bit more. Yeah. 
guns on the other hand, I just I have no real desire to to go out and shoot things. Yeah. Any I'm ghost stories? Owned one. Any ghost stories for you, Steve? Anything ghost that rattled rattled your bones? It's like like uh, the taxi cab stories in Japan. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's been some stories. Well, I've told yeah. you about the frog, of course. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. If that was ghostly, but there was a couple times that. Uh, but is there mom's... any time that you can say that you could say like uh, that you had like a ghostly interaction, like something yes. with an actual entity? Yeah, a couple times. Okay. Uh, one time I was in the kitchen at my mom's house. It's it was the old setup, so because we've redone the kitchen since then, and there was a window pointing out one way, and there was a big window the other way. But out of the little window, I clearly saw somebody standing out there. Clearly had a, had a hat on a, a baseball cap. Uh, I can't remember what they were wearing at this time, but clear every person standing there. Mm-hmm. Second later, nobody there. Nobody was outside, you know. So that was one of the encounters. And I think I told you and Matt about the the shoes that ran across the floor. Just a pair. Yep. Of yeah, you did a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, that was that one was freaky because yeah. years later, <clears throat> my brother's friend Roger came over wearing those shoes. So I don't know if it was a ghost thing or a time ship thing or what it was, but it was, it was clear. You could see the shoes walk and it was, and it was just shoes. So, and of course my brother had some experiences, uh, things flying across the rooms and things like that. And there was a few others, but yeah. yeah. The, the only, I, the only couple of things that I ever had, and I'm pretty sure I've spoken about both of them on air, but, uh, I was when I was staying with my cousin, he rented a house from his mom. Um, and I was staying there and he, him and his wife had gone away for like the weekend or the week or something. And I had left the house for just a little bit. I think it was just to go to the store or something. And I knew all the lights in the house were off. And when I came home, the upstairs light was on. And they had told me when I moved in, like, dude, there's a ghost in the house. And I'm like, fuck you. You know, like, ah. And that night, I fucking sat in the living room, just fucking. I was pretty, I was a little bit wigged out by it because it felt weird. I bet. So. I'm um, glad today, today our power went out twice, right? And I have a smart light in here so I can tell my thing to turn it on and off. Yeah. And that light comes on when the power goes out because its default setting is on. So yeah. when you're, if you, but if I wasn't in here, I would have, I would have been freaked out by something like that. Why is my light on? You know, that yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, that one kind of freaked me out. And the only other one, it was actually, it was a dream, but I swear to this day that it, I don't know that it was a, a dream. And it was when my grandmother was passing away. My grandmother got lung cancer when she was in, uh, in her 90s. Um, and I was living pretty far away at the time. And I had gone home one night after going down to visit her. <clears throat> she was staying with my uncle at the time. Uh, well, she stayed with my uncle until her death. Um and I had this dream that I was uh, uh, sitting across a campfire from my grandfather. And, you know, he asked me to uh, say something to his children. And I was just like, whoa. Um, <clears throat> and I, I regret to this day that I never told her that that had happened. When I, because after I wrote it and I, because he, he had asked me in the the dream, uh, which seemed really real too. Uh, he was like, "I want you to speak. I want you to speak to my children and tell them how how disgusted with them I am right now." But how do you do that? You know, that would be a rough thing to do. And I did. Um, I wrote this thing, and I, I he said, "I want you to say it at your." at your grandmother's funeral after she's passed and, and she hadn't died yet. Right. Uh, we knew she was going to the, the prognosis was not good. She was not going to make it. Um, and, uh, I said, I, I grandpa, I can't do that. 
And he was like, don't worry about it. Your grandmother and I will be there with you. And so I, I did it. I wrote it up. I took it to my grandmother. And I let her read it. And I said, I'd like to read that at your funeral. And she's like, why? And I said, because people, uh, because a, a speaker once told me that people listen better when they're uncomfortable. Right. And I think it's something that needs to be said. And that, and instead of telling her that your dead husband came to me in a dream and told me that I need to speak to your children. <laughs> did you ultimately do that at the funeral or no? Yes, I did. And she, she asked the only thing, the only caveat she had was, I need you to speak to your uncle, the one that she was staying with. Um, I, I want you to let him read it, and I want his blessing. If he's okay with it, then I'm okay with it. I let him read it. He was fine with it. Um, I got up and I read it. I don't know how I did it to this day. To this day, I don't know how I made it through that. I'm a, I'm a really emotional guy when it comes to certain things. My grandmother was very, very dear to me. <clears throat> I spent a lot of time with her as a as a kid. Uh, she lived right next door to my cousins. I loved spending time with my cousins, and she would always let me spend the night. So I was constantly staying at her house so I could go up and hang out with my cousins. Um, so, it, so how did a speech like that go over? I, I think we've talked about this before, but I don't recall the answer. It it went over about like I expected. It was with certain people. It resonated really well with others. They were like, how dare he? Yeah. And what, what they didn't understand the people who said, how dare he was that I had her blessing and other people who knew that corrected them. You know, it, she wanted me to get up and say that. Right. You know, I started by saying that my grandmother and I didn't agree on much, but that we did agree on family. And, uh, and I went from there. I will never get up and speak at a funeral. I can't do it. Yeah, it's the only time I ever have. It's the only time I ever have. And I don't know, had I not had that dream, quote unquote, um, with my grandfather in it, that I would have. I don't know that I would have. It, it, it really, it, I mean, it's the only reason I did it. Because I right. had a dream that he asked me to do this. And it felt real. Yeah, like, I, I, rarely, I, I only knew my grandfather until I was seven years old. He passed away, like, barely when I turned seven. I, so I I didn't really know him. And the last year or so of his life that I saw him, he was on oxygen and he wasn't moving much. He had farmer's lungs, so he just died very slow. Mm. Um, or what they called farmer's lung back then. It's it's called something else now. Uh, they've It's like no a idea. fungus. Um, but... Uh, so, but he was like, I remembered him when I was a young, like when I was five or so and he was up and around and moving and, but he wasn't because when, when I saw him like that, he was always bright. He was always excited to see the grandkids, me, my sisters, you know, the other grandkids, like he would like do crazy shit. Right. Um, I I always remember him eating fucking Cheez Its and fucking popcorn and uh, but in that dream he was somber and he was serious and he talked to me like a man. He didn't talk to me like a child, and it, that's it, it. Just seemed so fucking real. It, I've never it hit me. I've never had an experience like that. As far as you know, dreams felt real, but not a dream of somebody who's passed and nothing like that. And maybe that's a good thing. I don't know that I'd be able to handle it. 
You know yeah. what I mean? It, it hit me really hard. I'm not going to lie. <clears throat> it made me do something that I didn't, that I probably would never do otherwise. Like it no, made I've me had, get up and do I've that. had dreams that have changed my entire life, right? Mm-hmm. The, the way I think about things or something like that. Very strong dreams <laughs> that have changed certain things about me, but never because of somebody who's passed or any of that. So, have you ever had a reoccurring dream? Oh yeah, I used to. Yeah, I haven't written. I don't remember anything anymore. But dreaming, I think we talked I, about that on the show I used too. To, I used to have a couple. Uh, when I was real young, I had this dream that uh, the world was being attacked by an oil monster. And that the only place that we could be safe was at my uncle's house because he had mice in the field and it wouldn't go where there were mice. Yeah. 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 Oil monsters tend not to like mice. They don't like mice. Those oil So monsters. mine was, <laughs> and I don't know if it was a cherished childhood memory that I had or because I don't, don't remember doing it often, but I had a uh, aunt Lulu, we called her, her real name was Lula. Uh, and she had a farm. And every year they had a picnic at that farm and the kids would run around and play and they they had a barn and they had a live band and all sorts of shit. So my recurring dream was about that. So we'd be playing kick the bucket and then we'd go up in the barn and listen to the live band, but nothing, you know, but I I don't know why I had that dream because I don't know if I was ever there when they actually had the live band. I know they did. Yeah. So I, I, and it wasn't like some cherished childhood memory or anything. You know, I may have went to that party once when I was a kid. So what, I don't know. If, see, now me, when I look at dreams, like I'd look at what did that mean to you? Like that's and, that's how I would see I that's know. how I would look I at think, it. I always try to analyze it and figure out why I was having it, mm-hmm. but I never could. I could never interpret it, I guess. Yeah. I know what mine was. Mine was that whenever uh, I was over at my uncle's house, usually like my whole family was there because that was the whole gist of the dream was that we were trying to get all the family there right, to the house to be safe because I felt safe when all my family was together. I, I could. And, now, and when I think about it nowadays, it, it's the side of a, it's the side of the family that I never really hung out with. So yeah. maybe it's a memory or, or not a memory, but maybe it was a thing that was telling me I should have spent more time with these. I had no choice. I was a kid, you know, yeah. but maybe it's something that I missed out on as a kid. Good people, you know, we just never hung out with them for one reason or another. It's just when they live close, same town. So maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But, yeah, it was quite a quite a recurring dream. When I got older, I had another dream. I think it was when I was in my early 20s. Um, But it it wasn't like the same dream all the time. But what it would be is I would be having a dream, and then, like, it would always seem to be, like, at the end of the dream. I would, like, feel like I was being watched and then look off somewhere, and there would be this shadowy figure somewhere just looking at me. And generally, I'd wake up. But it wasn't like it wasn't like a whole dream. It was just that one little snippet, like at the end of like, oh, you flew pigs in a fucking magic carpet, and then you like went through fucking <laughs> a tunnel, and at the end you were standing by a lake, and you, were, oh, somebody's watching me. Most of my dreams were never fantastical. You know, I didn't have these oh, dreams that a lot of other people. I've had some there's weird some, ones. There's some weird ones that I've had, but generally, most of my dreams have been normal no oh, i've and, gone on some fucking magic carpet rides and i have not oh well, i have don't, don't get me wrong i've had some uh pretty freaking real dreams that were well they but they were normal it, it's something that could have been real you know mm-hmm. and those are the ones that maybe look at the you know world a little differently but and i, I would never talk about them because they were that real but yeah, I, I I mean, I used to do a lot of stuff with dreams. I used to keep a dream diary, excuse me, years ago. I used to be really into that shit. Not so much anymore. I mean, I just haven't kept one. Right. It's easy to keep one. You just got to take the time to fucking write them down. 
I gotta remember. I I don't even remember having dreams, let alone writing them down. Jeez. Well, uh, a lot of times, just the conscious act of uh, wanting to write them down or setting aside like a journal will prompt your brain to remember. It's really weird how you can train yourself to start remembering them again. I don't want to remember. Yeah, some bad. of the ones, some of the dreams I've had are so real and scary. They're, you know, the, the one, yeah, I don't want to remember. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be completely on the one of the scariest dreams that I've had in recent memory. And it wasn't scary, but it just shook me to my core. Like I woke up shaking. Uh, there was actually two. Uh, and they both involved my ex-wife. And one of them, one of them was horrific. She was like driving these weird, like spikes into my fucking fingernails behind my fingernails on both hands. Like, and no matter how I moved my fucking hands, it would just drive them in further. Yeah. That one was fun. Um, and the other one, we, I ran into her and she was very apologetic and wanted to give me a hug. And I was just like, get the fuck away from me. Not and, when I, and, and when I woke up, I was just like, I was just like, <laughs> I just was not well in the head. I can say with a hundred percent certainty that I do not and will not, nor ever have dreamt about my ex-wife. <laughs> oh God, I don't. I don't recommend it. Uh, let's put it that way. Uh, but anyway, she haunts uh, my awake hours, let alone my sleep. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah. On that note, before we dive into that fucking rabbit hole, uh, this has been the Forty and Slip episode one hundred and sixty-two: Ghosts of the Tsunami. Uh, go ahead and uh, like this fucking video on uh, Facebook. That's over at uh, facebook.com forward slash the 40 and slip. If you're listening on the, the podcast audio only version, please go over to facebook.com forward slash the 40 and slip and like the page. Get my fucking numbers back. Motherfuckers. <laughs> that place is fucking weird right now. Uh, the show will be up later, later on, on anchor at anchor.fm forward slash the 40 and slip and wherever podcasts may be found as always go over and check out our good friends dread fun at youtube.com forward slash dread fun and dread fun.com and the boys at high society radio over at gas digital network.com and wherever podcasts may be found and until uh next week ladies and gentlemen uh, do we know what we're doing next week, Katie? Did we pick something? Nope. Fuck. God, we're awful. <laughs> how, about, how about the election scandal? Mm. No. How about fucking no? no. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> how about that? I you tried. can do that one, Steve. You can how do about, that right up. How about fucking lick my taint? How about that? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried to be a public service to our listeners, but you guys don't want to have anything to do with it. That's right. Until next week, see ya!